Hey, welcome to another comic review. I think that's what we're going to start calling this, another comic review with Jesse and TFG1 Mike from GeekCastRadio.com. I am Jesse. That over there is Mike. Hello. Hello. I'm here. Yes. We are not here to discuss Void Rivals number four this time. No, no, no. We are here to discuss Transformers number one by Daniel Warren Johnson, Mike Spicer, and Russ Wooten. Yes. I mean, technically, we could say something about Void Rivals number four, considering <laughs> a certain bot shows up in that, and I was not expecting giant purple Transformer to show up in that. Well, I mean, as we go through this, we'll definitely spoil uh, Void Rivals, because there's a character oh, most that, shows up, in this that yep. shows up in that series. <laughs> yep. So yeah, so so both of us are so I'm very very new here to uh, getting jumping on board with reading comics. So with regards to this creative team, I can't say much about them. You've got a little bit of familiarity with them, but also not too much because you're you're kind of new with their with their work, correct? Yeah, I, so I know that do a power bomb was Daniel Warren Johnson's one of his big things that he's done. I've never read it. I know Ryan, who was supposed to be here. Ryan, not even Flo Merkley, was supposed to be here. Is not here. That's fine. It is what it is. Um, rest up, Ryan. You know, take good mental health days and all that good stuff. Uh, Ryan was the one that mentioned to me, I believe, do a power bomb, and I've heard other people say it, but I think Ryan was the first one who said it to me. Uh, and this was during the time of when we were covering. Some Marvel X-Men. Oh, Power of X and House of X, I think, is what it was. I think. I don't remember. But yeah, no, this is... Even though I've been reading comics full-time for the last 10 years and doing a podcast about comics for the last 10 years, and Ryan and I have covered 13 out of the 17 years that IDW had the license, because we didn't do anything before... We didn't do the IDW 1.0, which is everything before the death of Optimus Prime. So even though we've done all of that, this is still brand new to me as far as this creative team goes, which is fine. I know it's still Transformers. It's still Optimus Prime. I've read interviews. I've seen Daniel Warren Johnson on YouTube videos and whatever else saying what this is and what this essentially is. Is and I'm not trying to jump the gun here, but it's Transformers 1984. It's a version of Transformers 84. Okay. Cool. I'm in. Let's see what you do with it. And on that note, jumping over to a synopsis here from imagecomics.com. So I'm going to go through a just the quick synopsis from there and then go through my quick rundown of it. And then we can mm -hmm. kind of jump in, discuss it uh, yep. kind of point by point. All right. So for imagecomics.com, Optimus Prime was supposed to have led the Autobots to victory. Instead, the fate of Cybertron is unknown and his allies have crash landed far from home alongside their enemies, the Decepticons. As these titanic forces renew their war on Earth, one thing is immediately clear. The planet will never be the same. New alliances are struck, battle lines are redrawn, and humanity's only hope of survival is Optimus Prime. Which makes me think he's going to be a central character in this series, yes? I mean, unless, you know, <laughs> some young upstart shoots him in the chest. <laughs> Which did not happen. Nope, not yet. Not in issue one, anyways. <laughs> uh, discover the Transformers like you've never seen them before. So that is a synopsis, again, from ImageComics.com. My quick rundown here is going to be a little bit longer, but it's, it just kind of surmises everything that uh, is within the, the comic here. Uh, there is a longer synopsis. If you want to head on over to the Transformers wiki, uh, you can go there as well. Um, but this, like I said, this is my rundown here. So uh, the comic opens with a shot of Vietnam, the Ark crashing a non-functional battle damaged Optimus Prime in a space shuttle launching into space. 
we cut to a teenaged or early 20 something. I guess they don't really specify that um, human character named Spike looking for his dad in the VFW hall who has been there all day drinking. Spike's father, presumably named Sparkplug, based on a line later in the comic, uh, asks Spike where he's going, to which he replies that he and Carly are going out to check out the full moon tonight with his brother's telescope. We learn here that Spike's brother has died, presumably in the space shuttle explosion, um, and their dad is having a hard time with the trauma. Spike's brother, Jimmy. <laughs> Jimmy, yes. <laughs> <laughs> At least it ain't Buster. Sparkplug, <laughs> Spike, and Jimmy. Uh, Carly picks Spike up at the VFW in her van, which is decked out in an awesome Dungeons and Dragons theme. And the two head out to get a better view of the night sky. As the two climb a rocky trail, the ground beneath them crumbles away and they fall onto the Ark, which has been hidden beneath the rock. They venture inside to see a mass of Autobots and Decepticons lying in ruin. And in the distance, we see Jetfire fly into frame. who We were introduced to in Void Rivals. Yep. Jetfire activates Teletran 1 and Starscream, who had been laying on the floor, begins to be rebuilt. He blasts an already fallen Bumblebee in the face, which shocks Jetfire, who tries to stop him. Meanwhile, Teletron 1 is rebuilding Optimus Prime, who steps in and knocks Starscream off his feet. As the two battle it out, Teletran 1 continues reassembling Transformers, most notably Decepticons. <laughs> uh, feeling outnumbered by the rising number of Decepticons, the Autobots load up the remaining inactive Autobots into Prime's trailer as Prime blasts Tel Teletran 1 to stop the resurrection of more Transformers. The Autobots transform and retreat, but Starscream transforms and follows Jetfire, blasting them out of the sky. The Autobots, along with Spike and Carly, retreat to an old quarry where Jetfire, who is so badly damaged, ends up dying. The Decepticons still hanging out in the Ark are low on Energon with the uh, only one still having enough energy to uh, find more being Starscream. The issue ends with Starscream attacking a power plant, trying to secure that Energon. Uh, and this happens to be the same one where Spike's father is working and he ends up killing uh, one of Sparkplug's friends by literally squishing him to death with his hand. Mm -hmm. <laughs> the, the final panel there shows Starscream with blood all over his face. Yeah. <laughs> So that was a little violent. Wow. <laughs> this is not, this is, but this is not 1984, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> so Parents, hide your children, because this, th this generation one is way more violent than the original one ever was. <laughs> uh, so overall thoughts, what do you, what do you think of this? I'm loving it. I think it's great. I think it's interesting. I, I'm curious as to certain things but number one on my mind is just like the rest of the internet where is megatron now i know that mr warren johnson said that these decepticons and these autobots were his favorite characters maybe we will see megatron down the line maybe we will get an answer as to why starscream is quote-unquote the leader of the decepticons for now but no, I, I thoroughly enjoyed this. I love the art. The art's amazing. The colors pop very well. The lines on the like the I forget um what page is this? Page let's say seventeen. When Soundwave ejects Ravage. Uh that like I if that was a bigger, larger image, I would love to have a print of that on my wall because he's pressing the eject button. Uh, I wish he would have said, and this is just me just complaining and nitpicking on Daniel Warren Johnson, instead of Ravage Activate, I wish it would have said Ravage Eject, because yeah. that's what, whatever, but like, I love that image, it's so freaking cool. So yeah, I'm digging this, this is fun. 
Yeah, so I guess just a little bit of background for me, for anyone who has listened prior, right? I, I, I haven't really read too much in terms of any comic, let alone Transformers comics. Mm-hmm. Um, back in like the mid to late 90s i started buying some transformer comics from a local comic shop uh, while i was still in high school but i didn't end up reading them they were from the original marvel run i didn't end up reading them as really more of just a hey this looks kind of cool i'm just gonna buy it pick it up um and i didn't i recall seeing uh the the generation two comic series uh at like a local party store um that carried comics and i'm like i thought the very first issue like the cover was very cool but i never ended up picking picking up anything from that uh, so again, my my familiarity with Transformer comics is 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 uh, very minimal. <laughs> but I think um, that's okay. I, I I think that's fine. You don't need like this is what I love about like if you wanted to, and I know that you have read some of More Than Meets the Eye. Yep. But if you if you had said to, which you did actually, you you asked me and Ryan about this. Uh, if you had said to us X number of years ago, where do I start? I would have told you the same thing I tell everybody with IDW Publishing. You start at the death of Optimus Prime, and then you can go in one of two directions. You can go more than meets the eye and go with Rodimus and the crew of the Lost Light out into space to try to find the Knights of Cybertron, or you can stay on Cybertron and watch the political nightmare between Starscream and Bumblebee and everybody else. No, I'm not kidding, and I'm not saying that to be whatever. I'm just saying that that's what happens. For your and uh, Ryan's advice, that's exactly what I did. I, I, I started <laughs> with The Death of Optimus Prime. I read that comic, and then I went uh, down the, the line of, of reading more than meets the eye. And yes. I made it, I want to say I made it 10 issues in. Like, I've got the entire series, and I've not finished right. it, but I've made it like 10 issues in. I just find it to be like very, very, very wordy. <laughs> yeah, the, James Roberts is an amazing writer, and when he is the amazing writer that he is, he writes a lot of words, but they are great storytelling. So I don't like Steve and I are just about to finally finish up the Marvel run. I'm going to say this right now. I was never into the comics as a kid. I was a cartoon kid. I watched Generation 1 on television. Up until a number of years ago, I had never read the Marvel stuff. And my biggest complaint with the Marvel stuff, and I know it was the 80s and whatever else, it's like five colors. Red, blue, yellow, white, and black. Like, <laughs> I need more color than that. Like, And it just wasn't varied enough. And I'm talking about the U.S. run, not the U.K. run. The U.K. Right. run has, has more whatever but like we're trying to we're, we're finishing that up and i'm just like i will never read this again this is not my transformers and that's okay it's yeah. perfectly fine it's perfectly fine that you have never really been a comic person that's fine but because this is transformers because you're interested and because this is a new beginning it's good that it's a new beginning because you can start on the ground floor without having to know 70, 80, 90, 2,000 years of continuity. <laughs> no, seriously, right, right. you laugh. But yep. seriously, you tell anybody about DC or Marvel and they should start reading stuff from those companies, depending on what you tell them to read, you may have to read 70 issues of Batman or 70 issues of Superman to understand, unless it's a specific one-off story, to understand what's good. Like, you can't just tell somebody to read Spider-Man issue 700 <laughs> no i'm serious right, right. like spider-man issue 700 you cannot tell somebody to read that without at least having them read issues 690 through 699 
simply because that's a story arc within, like, you don't need to read the other 600 issues, but to get that specific, it was the Spider Island story. It's a whole thing with comics, and and I understand why it is a whole thing with comics, but that's why new comics come around, and that's why, with this, I think it's perfect for you, because you can come in on the ground floor, you can either like it, not like it, you can like it and dislike it at the, like, there are certain things that you may not like in one issue or another. I doubt that Mr. Warren Johnson is going to do anything because he's a huge fan just like we are. I doubt he's going to do anything to really piss anybody off to make people <laughs> not buy the book. Number And you have this later in your little outline here, but number one has got like, like two or three reprintings already. Like right. I, I think we are on like the third or fourth reprinting coming up. I know it's already got the second printing, but... But yeah, no. So that's that's good. You always start at the beginning and try to make your way to the end. Yeah. So I guess with that with that in mind of my background with regards to reading Transformers, I really really enjoy or not reading Transformers. I really really enjoyed reading uh, this first issue. Mm-hmm. Um, it's there are a lot of words on pages in some pages, um, right. but I feel like it's 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 an, it's enough. It's not too much. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, whereas I feel as I was reading more than me, it's like, oh, man, this is I'm like just dragging getting through this page. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, I, I think I think the writing that's here I, for me, again, as a first issue coming into this, I think it's really good. Um, I, I don't have much to compare it against <laughs> other than, like I said, the more than me, stuff that I've read. Um, but I think the writing of this here is good. Uh, it's, it's not overly long, uh, but what we have here is, is good enough for me. Um, and then I'm, I'm a big fan of the art. I've, yeah. I've I've read some uh, forum postings on TFW, for example, and one person specifically called out the art, uh, and they didn't like it. They said it, it it resembled like chicken scratch, and I'm like, I, I'm looking through this. I'm like, I don't know where that comes into play, but I personally, I I really enjoy the art. It feels very much like those sunbow designs. Um, I think in some on some panels, some liberty is taken with uh, yeah. some limbs and things being a little wonky. Uh, but overall, they they resemble the characters I grew up watching on TV, uh, design wise, and I'm I'm able to just easily jump into it. Oh, most definitely. Like that's that's the th- again that's the thing with him. again. I've watched several of Daniel Warren Johnson's videos on YouTube and things like that to to get his background. Since I don't know the person, I've never read the the stuff he's done before this. And that's what he said. He. He says in like several different clips or whatever, he says, I've been drawing Optimus Prime since 1980 something, whatever, since he was a kid. So, you know, I get it. Like he grew up with the cartoon just like we grew up with the cartoon. So, yeah, they are very much this is very much generation one cartoon, except in comic form as far as the art goes. Now, as far as the story goes, this the the general gist of generation one is here like like you already said they crash land or they whatever the arc is there the autobots decepticons teletran one all of that you know standard stuff is there and who knows where it's going to go from here because as we said there is no megatron it's starscream soundwave and 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 other decepticons so. Yeah, I think so. So starting right off, right, the kind of kind of the way the story starts when we're introduced to the Transformers here on the arc, mm-hmm. it feels very much like oh, so we're gonna. It's kind of just a a very similar telling of what the cartoon was, and then it quickly kind of circumvents that and is like, well, okay, we don't know what direction we're going now. 
Yeah, no. Once Starscream <laughs> becomes awake and, and, and shoots Bumblebee in the face, because, uh, you know, and, but again, he's playing with things we've known about for 40, oh God, next year's 40 years, uh, for 40 years. Yep. Starscream and Jetfire were friends on Cybertron, and then they weren't because of programming or whatever else. Here, ah, Jetfire, my old friend. Oh, you chose the wrong you know, Starscream. What are you doing? Don't do the, you know, all this, all that. And, you know, he realized, Jetfire realized, of course, of course spoilers, Jetfire dies. Um, but, you know, he's too darn big to be crawling around the Ark anyway. <laughs> uh, so... But yeah, I mean, it's familiar things, but it's also new things. Like, I didn't really put together the time at the time when I first read this, when the the, the opening panels, like until you said it was Vietnam, I didn't put, the, I honestly, I thought it was the Iraqi war. I don't know why I thought that. <laughs> no, but like, and I get it because it's supposed to be, it's eventually it's supposed to be 1984. I get it. it I, I should have realized, oh, right. Vietnam. Um, but I didn't really get that. It, I, I got that that spark plug was was or is or whatever you know a soldier. I understood that part, but I didn't get the the actual timing of it because I just assume as soon as I see the arc, as soon as I see uh, Carly and Spike in the where are we? You're in the arc's engine. You better get out of there before the ship turns on and blows you away. Yeah, I guess going back to that first panel where it it shows. Uh, you know, the helicopters flying in, mm-hmm. we see the art crashing. Um, we see presumably it's, it's spark plug who's holding his uh, dead friend's uh, head there. Uh, in yeah. Um, and then we see a, a space shuttle take off um, or I guess what is supposed to be a space shuttle. It's a little bit different than <laughs> the NASA yeah. space shuttle in terms of design. But um, so, yeah, my assumption is this is taking place in the eighties. I'm just looking at at like the the Vietnam uh, kind of start and end date. Started in '55, ended in '75. 70, yeah, '75. So, uh, so, yeah. so that would mean that uh, Spike would have had to have been born in the '70s, early '70s, in order to be a. I guess he's going off to college. Yeah. Uh, in what we're seeing now, so either early '70s and we're like here in the later uh, '80s, or he was born sometime in the '60s. He, um, yeah, for, for him to be anywhere close to college age, and if this is somewhere between 75 and 80, he would have had to have been born somewhere 68, 69, like somewhere in there. Yeah, yep. Because, yeah, Spike and Carly look very much like people who just graduated high school. Yep, and he mentions, uh, or I guess she mentions, uh, him going to or being accepted to Berkeley. Um, oh, that's right. Yep. If, if, if he mentioned t- that to his dad yet or not. Nope, not yet. Yeah. So what are your, I guess, what are your thoughts on the, uh, the Autobots and the Decepticons that we get here within the comic? I think it's cool and refreshing. We get, uh, I'm just looking at the, who we're going to get in the, click the thing there. So for the Autobots, we have uh, Prime, Wheeljack, RC, Cliffjumper, and Ratchet. For the Decepticons, we have Starscream, Skywarp, Soundwave, Laserbeak, and Rumble, based on the two covers of each of the teams from this issue. 
I think it's a nice small cast. I think introducing like we haven't really seen her yet in this issue. I don't I don't think we see her at all in this issue yet, but having RC before what we as Transformers fans generally know when she comes into the play of of Transformers, I think that's going to be interesting. Uh, Wheeljack and Ratchet, hey, as long as they introduce the Dinobots at some point, fine. I think the Decepticon roster is more interesting because you have Starscream and Skywarp, two of the three main Seekers. You don't have all three of them, which is interesting. Yeah, and for me, as I'm as I'm reading this, each one of the characters are speaking. I'm like trying to, uh, I, I like have the the G1 cartoon voice in my head for them, mm-hmm. and it's like, oh man, I'm trying to think of like what Thundercracker thing or uh, what Skywarp. Uh, sounds like because i got like thundercracker like burned in my memory and starscream burned in my memory but then i'm thinking what does skywarp sound like i just i can't i can't come up with it skywarp if i remember correctly oh man i had i just had it ah he's he's sort of high it's sort of got a little bit of a high pitch to it i feel like he's 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 like a level below what starscream is because starscream's like got this whiny type voice screechy type voice which obviously fits the character and his name. Um, but it's, it's like a, it's like a one step kind of below that without the, without the screech to it. Cause all I can hear in my head is, Oh, Starscream, you and Megatron look real geeky right now, but that's, that's a thunder, <laughs> that's a thundercracker line. Right. Uh, I'm just trying to remember. And he's got, he's got a bit more of a, of a deeper gruffer voice. Yeah. Uh, I'm just trying to remember who voiced him, and I don't remember. I'm looking it up right now as we as we talk here. Uh, Skywarp Generation One. Come on, come on! Yes, lovely podcasting with you folks. Uh, <laughs> why didn't it give me the? I don't remember. Uh, I remember his voice. I just don't remember what it sounds like. If that makes any sense. Like if I heard his voice right now, I could, that yep, that's Skywarp. Frank Welker. Oh, it was Frank. Okay, well that makes sense because now I remember <laughs> it more. Oh, that okay. So from I remember it now that you say that, and now I see a quote here on the wiki. Uh, Skywarp announces his superiority to uh, to to Chip Chase and roll for it. You little fool! You're no match for Skywarp. That's not exactly what it, the voice sounds like, but I, rem- I I know what it sounds like now. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I had to go, I had to, go to a YouTube video to watch it. I'm like, oh, yeah, like. So, just so I could get it in my head. But yeah. Uh, yeah. So overall, the in terms of the the cast of characters we get here, the Autobots and Decepticons for this this issue, uh, I was very happy with. Um, I, I think, like you said, it was it's it's a, kind of a breath of fresh air of not having sort of a Megatron here. Yep. There is a there is a panel where uh, Starscream. I'm trying to find it here. It's towards the end. Um, he mentions to I think it's yeah to Soundwave. He says, "Do not do not say his name," referring yeah. to Megatron. <laughs> yep. Um, so it's like okay, the question is out there. Is like yeah, no, where is Megatron? What happened to him? How come we don't see him at all? The only other major, I guess you could say, a gripe. I really, in the long run, I don't care, but. When they're trying to get away from the Decepticons in the Ark, and Optimus trans Optimus is in robot mode, but then all of a sudden the 
mysterious time warp trailer shows up. Trailer, can you load up our warriors in there? Like, <laughs> really seriously, all these ge- unless they're all micro machine throttle bots. <sighs> Ratchet's pretty big. Uh, Ironhide, Ironhide's not here, but Ironhide's big. Bumblebee, like, come on, man. That trailer can't hold all of the warriors. Like, come on. <laughs> we, got, we got mass shifting. It'll just grow as large or as small as it needs to. That's, that's very true. <laughs> uh, one, one thing I do want to call out here that I think would be hilarious as like an ongoing joke going forward. Mm-hmm. There's two points in this, uh, in this issue, two completely different, different points in the, in the issue here where where Optimus tries to use uh, the matrix of leadership. <laughs> yeah. And like, I think it would be hilarious. Like if just ongoing every issue, he tries to use it and one of the other Autobots stops it. <laughs> yeah, that would be funny. Uh, the first time we see him is um, uh, he's trying to reactivate uh, some of the Autobots inside of the arc. Uh, and then the second time is when they're inside the quarry and uh, a ratchet just like shuts that down <laughs> every it's time. Like- yeah, no, it's don't, like, don't try, it, kid. Yeah, so like the, the line that he has here, uh, Ratchet says, the Matrix can heal, but it can't stop the inevitable. It seems like, as the as the bearer of the Matrix, that he should know that. <laughs> but you it, would think. Uh, so yes, I don't I don't know if that's just to, to explain to the audience uh, that's reading this or, or what, but... Uh, Potentially, yes. Because, again, this is... This isn't Transformers going back to Marvel. So this isn't right. going back to some place that Transformers was. This is a new under image comic. Skybound is a new thing for every Transformers person and every regular person out there. This is a new series. So yeah, I'm sure there are going to be those moments in this where it's more explaining certain things. Like you get Joe Schmo off the street. You, you hand them this issue and say, here, read this. And yeah. So I, like I said, I thought, I just thought that would be, pretty funny if that was like an ongoing yeah. in, in every issue. So, uh, yeah. So I guess those are my thoughts on, on this issue. Yeah. My, yeah. I like it. I'm very excited for issue two to see where it goes. I was not expected. I, I will say the, the ending with, with spikes, uh, with spark plugs friend there. I was not expecting him to go squish. Uh, what a cliffhanger. <laughs> we're, we're at least seeing the blood on Starscream's face, right? I mean, between him going Squish, the blood on Starscream's face, <laughs> and the fact that you have Squish in all blood, like, <laughs> that's written in blood. Like, right. it, I, I mean, come on. Yep. Uh, yep. And Starscream's final line, so pathetic. <laughs> all I can hear is, pathetic fools, there is no escape. That's yep. all I can hear in my head. Yep. So issue two comes out November eighth. Looking forward to that. Yep. I wish it was it was sooner, but. <laughs> um, and then uh, this was something that I said to Mike uh, offline. This was actually a couple of days ago. I didn't realize because I know him and I talked about it at the end of one of the uh, reviews of one of the Void Rivals uh, comics that there was going to be an ongoing series called GI Joe: A Real American Hero. Yep. I knew we were getting the Duke series and the Cobra Commander series. Um, and I, I even speculated or had asked Mike at the time in one of those episodes, you know, whether or not we were going to get an ongoing. And I, I apparently missed that news because it, it's shown here in the back of this issue that that's coming out on November 15th. 
Yes. So they're going to be doing two things, as far as I know. I do not think this new... So this says... Oh, no. Okay, so, yeah. This is what I told you. Duke and Cobra Commander are new mini-series that we are getting. The G.I. Joe A Real American Hero series is the G.I. Joe Real American Hero Larry Hama series that we have had for 300 issues already. But this, because the G.I. Joe license and the Transformer license went from IDW to Skybound, it's them picking it up. It's like, have you read any of the TMNT comics from IDW? If you haven't, it's fine. I have, yes. Okay. When they got to issue 100, instead of doing what DC and Marvel do and just, hey, we want that new number one money and just restart at number one, they went from issue 100 to 101 like you should. But they used a different writer and artist on the new version. You you see what I'm saying? So that's, it's still Larry Hama, but it's a new artist. It's a new vision for the the fact that it's now at, but it's still going to be G.I. Joe, Real American Hero, 301, 302, 303. So at first I thought when you said this, then and now, I'm like, wait, you mean we're going to have four? No, it's just three series. It's a two-mini series and then the main ongoing. And then who's who knows what they're going to do after that? Now, when something like that happens, again, you, you don't obviously don't know in this case because the issue's not out. But mm-hmm. when something like that has happened in the past, and in, we were referencing Ninja Turtles here, when it starts with like the, uh, whatever you said, uh, the end number uh-huh. was, and it started with the new one, still uh-huh. continuing the numbering, um, does that... Does that first issue that comes out, um, does it give you any sort of, hey, previously on type, does it give you any sort of background or? I don't know what they're going to do with G.I. Joe, but generally, yes, it has. Okay. So like I have no background on any of these other issues of G.I. Joe, but if I wanted to jump into this. As far as I know, you can jump into it. Yes. Okay. Okay. Uh, I guess we'll I'll at least buy this first issue and see if that's the case. And if not, <laughs> I'm going to bail, but. Uh, I'm very interested in checking it out. Speaking of of buying comics, uh, I've I've dealt with this for years. Everybody else has dealt with this for years. Comics, when I was a kid in the '80s, were anywhere from fifty cents to a dollar and fifty cents or more. Uh, and now they are varied depending on the company, from two dollars ninety nine cents all the way up to depending on how many. Usually, a double issue, like normally a comic is, it's supposed to be twenty pages of story. Yep. It's usually like twenty pages, twenty two pages, like because some print comics have ads in them like this has all the stuff in the back but on, on the digital version so now comics are anywhere from 3.99 to 4.99 to sometimes 6 7 and 8.99 but the 6 7 8.99 are usually like hey we're gonna give you 48 pages instead of 28 pages or whatever kind of thing and you were like five bucks a comic and i'm thinking get less coffee at starbucks <laughs> Why don't drink coffee? <laughs> okay, but this <laughs> point is $5 cup of coffee, $5 comic. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I know it's ridiculous. I mean, there's also, right, in, in purchasing uh, streaming services, right, those are going up significantly yep. in cost. I realize everything goes up in cost. Um, it's just like, okay, buying, like, one issue a month, that's fine. But if, mm-hmm. now that it, right, if I'm going to buy Void Rivals, that comes out monthly. I'll be buying this, that comes out monthly. <laughs> The G.I. Joe will be coming out monthly. <laughs> now it's really starting to add up at $5 an issue. Well, I mean, that's the thing. Like, like 
you can just buy 301, try it. If you don't like it, fine. Then you're only paying, let's say, after tax, 10, 15 bucks a month for two comics. Yeah, like I, I did that with um, uh, the most recent kind of reboot of Superman. I was uh, back in the day, back in the 90s, I got into Superman when the uh, Doomsday came around, Death of Superman, Return of Superman, all of that. I've got like, I don't know, years of Transformers, uh, years of Transformers, years of Superman comics um, from that era. Uh, so when the new, when I, when I got this iPad that I'm reading my digital comics on I, and I saw that Superman was going back to number one, I'm like, all right, this is a good point, a good spot for me to jump in. So I bought like the first three issues, I think. And I'm like, it just did not at all hook me. And I, I just quit reading it. Um, yeah. But my my fear is <laughs> that's not yeah. going to be the case with these. You know, <laughs> keep selling out the money, so. Well, you know, they, they they are in we are in the Energon universe. That's the problem, right? It's all interconnected and I want to I want it all. So. Yep, that's <laughs> that's where they hook you. Yep. They hook you on a new universe and I personally cannot wait. Where is that image? Is it right here? I cannot wait for the first 6 issues of this to come out of Transformers to come out because there is a whole set of covers i think it's cover e it, it whatever it is but it, it's the one where optimus looks really digital like uh it's done who's it done by it is let's see here da, 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 cover e uh, let's see where is that connecting cover by orlando arachna or Arachna. Erosina, that's there you go. Rossina, uh, something. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna go with Erosina. Okay. It's kind, of, <laughs> kind of like John Cena in the air. Uh, but he has a. He's gonna have a whole six, all six issues connecting cover. Of this giant. I actually have it. I'll send it to you. Because it was revealed. Uh, I want this as a print. I can put on my wall. This yeah, thing a, is so cool. That's a very nice cover. Yeah, um, that is and, a very very nice cover. And so I'm so I'm looking at it here on the the Transformers wiki. If you actually go to the next cover, which I guess is cover F, uh-huh. that cover, um, uh, regardless of what you think about uh, kind of the uh, the layout of the characters on the cover, there, that is that looks like that could be in a scene from the G1 cartoon. Oh, absolutely! Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it looks it yeah, looks 100%. exactly like what that art is. A little bit more detailed, but it looks very much like it could just you know step right off the screen and and become a comic cover. Yep, I just sent you in our lovely Google chat the connecting covers of everything that will happen between one to six. Yeah, and I think I think having this as like a lithograph, oh, I, to hang on the wall would be yeah. great. Yep. Yeah. The yeah. The the one yeah you're right cover F by who is cover F by cover F is done by da, 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 Cliff Chang Cliff Chang does amazing artwork and comic covers and that it literally like that is very much outside the uh, lifted right out of the generation I, I mean the <laughs> whole thing Optimus looks like Optimus he's ripping stuff out of Starscream like <laughs> you know what this reminds me of there was a I think it was Randall and Dr. Smoove, um, NG Smoove. I, I, I think they did this Old Spice commercial 
where at the very end of it, you you have the really really classic Transformers, da 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 da. Yep. But at the end of it, <laughs> you see Megatron holding the old spice, and at the very end, it zooms out. Look, I'm on a jet, and I'm like, it's Megatron <laughs> standing on Starscream. I'm like, oh, I love that. That's what this that's what this Cliff Chang cover reminds me of, even though Optimus <laughs> is punching right through him. Um, but yeah, that that oh, those six covers, Skybound, Mister Kirkman. Everybody, please give us a lithograph of those six covers. It doesn't even have to have the Transformers title. Like that's my only problem with that 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 one image is that somebody connected them already. Yep. And they have the the text on every like I need the text gone, and I'm sure I could do it in Google Magic Eraser or whatever. But like I want an official reveal of this without the the, the, the traditional comic cover text on it because that's going to be I will put that on my wall immediately. If, uh, whatever. Whatever I have to pay to have that, I will pay. Like, serious. Want that cover or covers, set of connecting covers. Yeah. Okay. I'll, uh, I'll work on that in Photoshop and see if I can get that to you. <laughs> <laughs> um, so on that note, uh, I believe this uh, first issue is sold out at the distributor level. I've not seen any reporting that it's just sold out at at the comic shops themselves have you seen that no i have not i to be honest i haven't really looked into that but okay because i know like when when void rivals uh, you know first debuted it was like almost immediate and those i saw news stories about that kind of everywhere and i'm not seeing that here with with this first issue of transformers yeah i'm just doing a quick google search nope i don't see well it it did say it sold out before its drop date, so there is several. Yeah, because it wouldn't be getting a second printing if it didn't sell out, so it must have sold out. Uh, well, like I this, said, it did at the distributor level, but I don't know. Right. I guess I don't know what that means <laughs> overall. It's already sold out, but fear not, it's sold out at the distributor level, meaning uh, still get a copy to the store if you're. Yeah, this is going to shoot. Yeah, this is definitely going to shoot off the shelves quicker than anything else. But yeah, who knows? I don't know. Yeah, you're right. They'll, they, they will make a much bigger deal of it if it actually fully does. And hey, you know, as long as people are reading it, as long as people are picking it up, even if it doesn't sell out immediately, it's still fret. Like, we were drowning, dude. Like, I know you're not... No, seriously, like, IDW lost the license. And from the time IDW lost the license to the time that Hasbro finally announced who the new license holder was going to be, like, like just sitting here twitching, going through convulsions of not having Transformers comics, of having the IDW stuff end, and not knowing... Like, they put out, and I say they, I mean TFW 2005, Hasbro, I will also say Hasbro as they. They had several news stories saying that, oh, we have a new partner, but we're not ready yet to say who that is. Blah, 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 blah. They put, like, two or three of those same news, like, it's coming. We pro- Like, they kept promising to, it to us. Like, we're going to tell you, we're going to tell you. We're, and then they didn't tell us, they didn't tell us, they, they finally tell us. We're like, oh, cool. That's awesome. Yay. I don't have to 
drowned in wondering of where, because everybody was speculating, is it going to go back to Marvel? Is it going to go to wherever? Is it? I speculated, which I'm glad it is. Didn't I, I said that I was curious to see what would DC do with Transformers. Not that I ever wanted it to go to DC, but that would have been a nice little swap from it going back to Marvel. Uh, but I'm happy where it has landed with Skybound Entertainment under Image Comics and very excited for the future of this series. And who knows, maybe other series, maybe they will do what IDW did and spin it off into, not spin it off, but go off in other directions. With Like, we have these two uh, G.I. Joe miniseries with Duke and Cobra Commander. Maybe they'll do spotlights like IDW did. IDW used to do spotlight characters, so they would give you one issue of a specific story to Blur, Hot Rod, Shockwave, whatever, and it would take place within like one area of the IDW continuity, but it was a spotlight on that character. So who knows? I mean, I know that it has been said that they're not just going to focus on the generation one stuff. So, you know, the world's their oyster and I'm just here to get the clams ready. I don't know. The pearl. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. I'm, I'm very much looking forward to where this thing goes. Um, I'm also very interested in seeing how, how all of this void rivals transformers, how they end up playing uh, more together. Uh, especially after the last issue of Void Rivals, um, which again we haven't talked about um, yet, but also seeing how both of them also play into this new—I uh, uh, guess not new—but the ongoing GI Joe series. Yeah, because 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 if you're telling me that if and I guess if you're telling me in the back of the comic here is telling me that it's going to be a continuation of what had been there previously, Void yeah. Rivals and Transformers were not part of that, from my understanding. No. Correct? Okay. Yeah, no. So. <laughs> Void Rivals is all new. This new Transformers is all new. I don't know how they're going to, uh, you know. Tie it in? Tie it all in, but we'll see. I am probably only going to, I, I will say, because I'm not that big a fan of, um, G.I. Joe comics are okay, but they're not, I was I was never into G.I. Joe that much. I watched various episodes of the cartoon but i was more into he-man and thundercats and transformers than gi joe i will say that i will give duke cobra commander and gi joe all their first issues so i will do episodes on each of those issues that's fine since it's supposed to be all connected fine but if it doesn't hook me i'm probably not gonna stick with the gi joe i'll stick with the void rivals and with the transformers because those I don't want to say those are cooler, but those are cooler. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yep. Yeah. So, so uh, I guess any closing thoughts or those, uh, those it? No, I mean, you know, <laughs> Trans Trans <laughs> roll out. All right. So, <laughs> all right. So, uh, plugs, what do you got to plug? GeekCastRadio.com. We are still working on our Top 100 Toys countdown. It will be coming soon. I don't know when. I do know all the lists are in. I do know Optimus Solo is calculating all the lists and all the lists I think have been calculated. He's just adding a bunch of other 
trivia stuff to the thing. So we'll be doing that soon over on Geekcast Radio and Toycast. Uh, the pull bag is in limbo. We'll do that at some point. My buddy Dave Draper and I are talking Star Wars on Studio 2009. Steve Megatron and I also on Studio 2009. We are going to be celebrating the 30th anniversary of Robin Hood Men in Tights and Batman Mask of the Phantasm, which on 4K is amazing. Is it? Yes. Go to Amazon right now. Buy the 4K edition of Batman Mask of the Phantasm. You'll, you won't regret it. I've, I've never seen that movie. Go to Amazon. Like, I'll get you. I'll get you the freaking link because uh, I just bought the damn thing. Uh, if you've never seen it, have you seen other episodes of Batman the Animated Series? Yes. Yep. Okay. So basically, this is the origin of this is how he became Batman. Essentially. Okay. Um, basically, the one that always the episode that always sticks out to me. I I know we're off the off the chain here now. <laughs> the one that always sticks out to me is the Clayface episode, like the introduction to Clayface. Because feet just of clay. So yep. Yeah. Well, it is it is sad. I mean, you know, it's very uh, sad. But, yeah, that one's like that in uh, that and when um, oh, what's her name from uh, Darkwing Duck? Um, Goslin. Uh, yeah, when Goslin turns into the goo, it's like almost like ver- the very same thing, and it's just like it's sad. Yep. So yeah, those are for whatever reason just internally brained in, uh, burned in my brain. So. <laughs> Uh, all right, so you can follow me on YouTube. I'm at youtube.com slash matrix underscore prime. You can also follow me on Blue Sky. I'm at Jesse, J-E-S-S-E, early, E-A-R-L-E-Y dot B-S-K-Y dot social. Mike is also on there, so if you want to find him on there, he's there as well. All right, so I think that's it. Uh, this is going to be me signing off. Me too. See you later, folks.